I guess it was just definitely an ego check to like, be like, okay, this isn't about me though. It's not about me at all. Like it's about God and it's about helping others. And I know that the, the road to where God wants me to be is going to suck compared to what I wish it would be. But like the outcome is going to be so much greater than, you know, how I, how I would want it. And like, I'm not at that outcome yet. Like I'm still on the road right now. You know, I'm still, I'm still trusting God and his process that he has for me. Just because we grew up in the Christian faith does not mean that our faith journey isn't still going to be a winding road. Today, I'm talking to Miranda Lee, a faith-based health and confidence coach. Through learning to love her body despite mental disorders around food and OCD, Miranda fought to learn to love herself and rely on God. Her relationship with God changed the most when she met the love of her life and now her husband, who was raised Mormon. He asked questions and forced Miranda to have to do the one thing all Christians should do in order to grow closer to God. And he asked her to be the example he needed her to be. Find out more in this episode. Hi, I'm Shelby Hosfield. Did you know that belief the size of a mustard seed is enough to move mountains? God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. That's Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. I have a colorful religious past and carried around a lot of baggage for far too long. 20 years after leaving the church, I discovered who God really is and that he was waiting for me the whole time. I do not want it to take you so long. God put it on my heart to help you, pretty girl, find grace, God's truth, and the amazing, unending, steadfast love of Jesus. We are building a relationship after religion and learning new strength in Him to do things we never thought possible. If God is for us, who could be against us? You are listening to Finding Faith Above. All right, so today we have a very special guest. We are welcoming Miranda Lee. And just so you guys all know, we were together in a mastermind and she is the comedic relief. She made us all laugh the whole time. Uh, In addition to doing just great work in this world, she also is just a real kick in the pants. So I am super excited to have you here today, Miranda. Thank you. No pressure at all for this podcast for me to be funny now. Everyone has all these high expectations, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's okay. But first, I guess just to kick it off, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, so my name is Miranda Lee. I am a a faith-based health and confidence coach. So, you know, I help people who are just super busy find food freedom through fitness and faith and just really build their their self-confidence. So, yeah, I have my own podcast, Empowered Podcast. I do one-on-one coaching. So, yeah, that, that's basically what I do. I absolutely love it. I feel like it's something God has called me to do. And now that I have a closer relationship with God, which is something we'll get into later, I just, I trust everything God has planned for me. And I'm just enjoying the journey that he has me on right now. That's awesome. So some of the cool episodes that you have when we're doing this podcast right now, your, your latest ones, therapy, red flags, how to find a perfect therapist, how, how the world's beauty standards are stopping you from spreading God's word. 15 ways my life has changed since finding food freedom. I mean, these are just really big things that I think 
all women are dealing with, it seems like right now, especially after coming out of the pandemic, when we're all maybe feeling a little bit larger around the midsection and needing maybe some therapeutic help. So, I mean, the work that you're doing really speaks to women on all levels, not just, not just women of God, but just on all levels. So one of my big questions for you is, is what came first for you in your life? Was it the trying to get healthy side or was it the God? Hmm, I think, so I was raised in a Christian household and, you know, I'm like once we go over my story and stuff, like I was never one to rebel or anything like that. So, you know, I was raised in a Christian household. Everything just kind of felt routine, I guess, to me. And as for the health and fitness um, side of it, so I have two parents, like most people do. My mom is, you know, super lean, like blonde, 5'2", big butt, like perfect body, like my mom's total milf, you know what I'm saying? And then my dad, you're still good looking dad, don't get me wrong, but his side of the family has a harder issue with weight. So when I was birthed from my mom's hoo-ha, I came out looking just like her, you know, blonde hair, all this stuff, but I had more of the, the fat genes from my dad's side of the family. And I'm just like, what the heck, dad? That's not very fair. And not to mention the women on my dad's side of the family have boobs. I didn't get that. So I'm just like, God's over here. Like, here, Miranda, you can have some fat jeans, but you're not going to get the big boobs. And I'm just like, bro. Okay. So, you know, growing up, I was kind of always hoping that maybe one day my body would just, you know, morph kind of into my mom's like, I'd be petite. I mean, don't get me wrong. I got a badonka donk like my mom. So I got that going for me. But I still, you know, struggled with, you know, the weight gain and just being, you know, a little more of a chunk chunk when I was a kid. So it kind of started in like the fifth grade when my mom, she, she was a smoker. She wanted to stop smoking and like fitness and nutrition is like my mom's like entire life now, but it wasn't until you know, I was about in fifth grade and she wanted to, you know, make a lifestyle change. So me and her, you know, started, we did the couch potato to 5k run and, you know, we started to run and eat healthier. And like, I lost a bunch of weight. So then I was kind of like, Oh, like this was pretty cool, but you know, it didn't stay off. So my weight was always like fluctuating up and down. I was always really active, um, always involved in a lot of sports, but because I was like so obsessed um, with dieting and losing weight and my weight was just always fluctuating. And, you know, people would only give me compliments when I lost weight, which I think is something that is such a big part of society that we like, we see someone lose weight and we're like, oh my gosh, you look so great. Have you lost weight? That needs to stop. First of all, needs to stop because people associate like I only look good and I'm only worthy and I only get compliments when I lose weight. We need to stop commenting on people's weight. But for me, I would only get those comments when I lost weight. So, you know, I ended up developing multiple eating disorders and just literally being obsessed with it. So, you know, finally, when I was like 21, I decided that I was done and I talked to my husband about my eating disorders that like I never talked to anyone about, you know, and I just did a lot of, you know, 
therapy, um, like self-help books with eating disorders and stuff until, you know, I finally, finally beat it and realized that, you know, health and fitness can still be a part of who I am, but like as a child of God, like it's not my identity. So I just feel like God, you know, having both of those things in my life and having it be a real big struggle, I want to be able to help other women realize that like you can have food freedom. Your weight is going to fluctuate in life. And like, it really doesn't matter because your body is the least interesting thing about you. Like no one really cares. Like when you die, no one's going to stand up at your funeral and be like, so glad that she lost that, that last 10 pounds. Like so glad that she only wore a size eight. like no one cares about that. So why do we care about that? So I guess if that answers your question, both were kind of a big part of my life, God and, you know, fitness and nutrition. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I just think that speaks such volumes to so many people dealing with issues today with, and, and that whole concept of, you know, complimenting everybody for, for their weight and focusing on that. It's such a big part of our society, even though it seems like we're trying to get away from it. It still is just ever more present every day. So, All right. So I wanted to talk specifically a little bit more about your walk with God and how that came about. So you said you grew up in a Christian household. Was that always your path? Is that where you, let's just start at the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. So I, so technically I was, I was baptized Catholic, but I grew up in a Christian household. You know, we went, we were non-denominational. We were always super involved like in the church like we'd go every Sunday you know I'd go to youth group we'd we'd you know volunteer so like I was at like my church like at least like three days a week you know that's where a big core group of my friends were and I always felt like I had a really close relationship with God and I think it's when like when I got a little older like a little past like that youth group age and like you know into college that I kind of struggled. So like I went to a private Christian university and it's something I wanted to do. Like I was super excited to go. And then when I was there, I don't know, I went, this is how I felt. I went from being quote unquote, the goody goody at like the public high school to being like, like not good at all in the in the in private Christian college and like I was the same person so it was kind of weird for like I felt like my identity kind of shifted like everyone thought I was a goody goody in high school and like I was cool with that like you know I didn't drink I didn't party I didn't smoke I didn't do any of that you know I love to talk about God and then I go to college and it was I'm more toward the bad kid area for for some reason like the goody goodies are like real goody goodies. And so I kind of felt like, like I had a hard time like fitting in, in the, in the private Christian college, everyone in it, when you go to private schools, it's definitely clicky. So there is a lot of clicks at my university. You know, I had like my one best friend and then, you know, a couple of other like friends just because they were like in the same dorm as me I don't know but I never had like that group so I don't know like I don't know if I was just trying to just be confident in who I was and like stand out a little bit but I was just like whatever I'm gonna be me and like I really was like trying to get a closer relationship with God but I feel like growing up it was just so like routine for me 
And also I like to add that I do have OCD and with OCD comes like, like you're very superstitious in like the, in like religious with your religious beliefs, even though like, I know it's wrong. It's just the way my, my brain would really operate and still kind of does now, like just being superstitious when it comes to, you know, religion and just feeling like I had to do things like a certain amount of times or stuff that made, I feel like made my relationship with God more routine. Like I would say my prayer and like my OCD would be like, you have to say this, 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 and this, and you can't end the prayer until you say this. So then like my prayer was more just repetitive instead of me, like actually talking to God. So, you know, that kind of contributed to my relationship with God being more like routine. Like I'd go to, you know, I'd go to church, but I wasn't really super involved and active in the church like I was when I was younger. And especially in like a private university, like they're like, you have to go to church three days a week in order to graduate. Like we scan it. And like, I don't know, you know, when someone tells you you have to do something, it's just like, then you don't really want to do it. And for someone who was already going to church three days a week and it wasn't an issue. And I was like, okay, now, now you're making me go to church three days a week. So like, wasn't really paying attention when I was there. I was a college student. So I'm like trying to do homework. <laughs> um, and then I remember just they toward, I think it was either my, I think it was my junior year. Yeah. My junior year of college, they had like these mission trips that we could apply to. And I remember just applying to it, hoping that it would like really change my life in that, like I could actually be closer to God and doing it. Cause I felt like it was something I was supposed to do. And like, I went on this missions trip and it was, it was great, but you know, I didn't come out really any closer to God. I didn't, I didn't like, it didn't magically like fix my relationship with God. Like I was hoping it to, I was hoping it would. And then I was like, dang, what the heck? I spent $3,000 to go on this missions trip and I'm not any closer to God. That's a bummer. So then I think my relationship to like be closer to God was like when I met my husband and my husband, his relationship with God was very, was even more routine than mine because he grew up Mormon. So, you know, a lot of when you're, when it's more like, you know, Catholic or Mormon, it's like, you know, repetition with the prayers and, and stuff. So like, I felt like he didn't have like a true relationship with God, like a friendship with God. Like when he'd pray, like if I was praying out loud, you know, I'd have a conversation, you know, with God, if we were like praying over the dinner table, but like, if he would pray out loud, it would be like, you know, repeating his Mormon prayers. And I just felt me personally, like this was kind of my calling to kind of lead by example, because like, he would ask me like these really hard questions that like, I didn't know the answer to, you know, and it's like, I've been a Christian for all these years, but I literally have, like, I didn't have the answer to like, why you have to, you know, believe that God, that Jesus died on the cross for us. It's like, that's why you, you go to heaven. Like, he's like, why can't good people just go to heaven? Why can't good deeds get you to heaven? And like, at the time, I'm just like, I don't know, this is just how it is. Like, I don't question the Bible. <laughs> I just do what it says. So something that actually completely changed my relation with God and what people tell us to do all the time is like, I actually read the Bible. <laughs> like I never actually did it. Um, and, you know, I really devoted my time to 
like my morning routine to sitting and reading the Bible. And it wasn't, I wasn't reading like chapters and chapters and chapters, you know, I'd either read like one chapter or I would just, you know, look through Psalms and Proverbs, like the real easy ones to understand. You know, I had like my, like my little devotional, my husband and I had like a couple's devotional that we would, you know, read together that actually like lays everything out for you, like asks you the questions, like makes it super simple. And then like, just over time, my relationship with God has like completely changed. And it's like so amazing to actually like feel his presence. And I truly trust him. And like, I've surrendered so many things, everything in my life over to God. And I feel like as, as a, you know, the younger version of me, I still tried to control everything, even though I said like I was a Christian and it was like, but I was I was not surrendering anything to God. Like I was doing everything. So like to have this point to be at this point in my life is like so amazing because, you know, in comparison to where I was, like, I just feel so close to God, so close to God. And I just can't wait for my relationship with him to grow and grow. But I feel like it's so common for people who like grew up in the church. And even if they don't like stray, cause I don't feel like I ever strayed, but it was just so routine that like, I didn't feel like there was an actual close relationship or dependence on God. And I actually went to, for my, my master's program, I went to a different Christian university. And I mean, there's a lot of factors in why it had a different impact in me. You know, one, I was a graduate student, so I didn't like live on campus. I wasn't like, you know, I didn't have to like go to chapel and all the stuff like they did. And my major was different than my undergraduate. So um, going to getting my master's in business at a Christian university, it was like they would bring God in with business. And like before, like my undergraduate undergraduate was kinesiology, you know, so more of the, the fitness and exercise aspect. And I don't know, like they never really brought God into that. But then like with business, like when they brought God in with business, I was like, whoa, like this all makes sense. Like how I can bring God into my like professional life, like my career. And, you know, that was definitely a, a big, big factor to me, like getting closer to God. So it was like all these like kind of little things that happened. And like at the end of the day, like my motto is just always to surrender. Like that's like my word is like surrender, to surrender everything over to God and you know, like I said, my relationships completely changed and it's so, so amazing. And like, I didn't think I'd ever, ever be able to get here. And like, I'm just so glad that I am. That's so cool. I think what you're talking about is just so key. I think that an easy way for us to kind of conceptualize it in the modern world, it seems like is going from more religion-based to relationship and religion is actually not a bad word in the Bible. It, you know, it, it, it talks about, you know, giving to people and it's, a, it was originally set up as a really good thing, <laughs> but in our society, we've really taken this, uh, to mean that routine and going through things and not building the relationship. And I think it's very easy for us to fall into that, that routine of religion, as opposed to building the relationship. So I didn't know this about your husband growing up Mormon either. I mean, 
we have a connection now. <laughs> so <laughs> how has your guys's relationship in your marriage? How has that, I, I mean, being an example as a Christian woman, how has that kind of turned and, and gone? Have you been able to, to come together with a relationship with God? Yeah. Like it's been, it's just been an amazing journey. Like first of all, my husband's like the most amazing and understanding and like go with the flow person. Like I've ever met, like I'm very routine, like I'm very rigid. I'm very, you know, like, like I have my structure, you know, I'm OCD. So, you know, (laughs) you can assume what you want. Like, so just all these things like have to be in place. My husband's just so like go with the flow that it's amazing. So when I'm like, all right, we're going to do this. So we're going to read the Bible. We're going to do this. He's like, okay. You know, and I think it's definitely like kind of out of his comfort zone. Like when we have to actually talk about it, but you know, he's gotten, he's gotten so much better with it. And like, even now, like when he says his prayers, he, you know, he's actually talking to God when, you know, he went on his underway, something that I thought was amazing was like, he actually like, well, we, when he was deployed, he he went to church like every Sunday on the boat. And I didn't even know there was a church on a submarine, but he would go every Sunday. And like, that's not something I prompted. Like, that's something he decided to do himself. And, you know, like, I don't want to get into, you know, you know, the man's supposed to be, you know, the head of the household and stuff. But like, me and him have this very like equal relationship and he was very respectful about that. And like, he knows I'm a strong woman. I mean, I compete in like strongman competitions, powerlifting competitions, all that stuff. And he'll be the first one there to cheer me on. And it's never made him feel like any less of a man just because, you know, I'm a competitive lifter. And like, now I'm the one kind of like leading us, I guess, in our like biblical journey and our relationship with God. But like when we have kids, I want, you know, I feel like he'll be in the place to really like be that leader for them too. And like, I truly believe that he will be able to, I think God just like, God knows our hearts. I know a lot of people, like they'll just like point at the Bible and be like, well, or not even at the Bible to just like say like religion, you know, like when it comes to politics, they'll be like, you know, I'm a Christian. So you know, I vote for so-and-so or I'm a Christian. So, you know, you shouldn't do this or you should do this. And like, I don't think that's how it works. I think God knows our heart and like why we do the things that we do and like the decisions, you know, that, that we made, like that we make, like, let's say I vote for candidate a and like, God knows, God knows my heart, like why I'm picking this person. Like I'm wanting to help people you know, and then, you know, someone can vote for candidate B because they feel like, you know, their stance on, let's say like abortion and gay marriage and all this stuff lines up with the Bible. Like, I don't think God's saying, no, there's only one right answer. I think God looks at our hearts and and knows why we make the decisions that we do. And I think that's like just such a big difference between like religion and a relationship with God, you know, that like really sidebarred from your original question, but I just wanted to add that in there. <laughs> no, no, I, I think that that's great. I just think it's so, so fascinating how God works within our lives in all aspects of it. And when you start building that, that relationship, 
everything else kind of changes. Was there a moment ever for you? I mean, surrender is a big deal for you too. Surrender is, I mean, huge for me. I had a very, very specific moment where I thought I was living as a Christian, but really, I don't think I, I was. And then I, I did have a moment where it was like, oh no, <laughs> you know, the, the world is going to, your world is ending right now. It's time to move on with surrender, you know, and it, it changed everything about my outlook and, and God and I, then we had a very serious talk about life. So surrender for me is very, very personal. Do you, did you ever have a moment where that surrender really had to happen for you that really brought that relationship home? Yeah. I think when, when I graduated from, from college, from, you know, my graduate program, because you know, I did everything that society said you were supposed to do. Like I went, I got my degree. I even went and got my master's degree. You know, I got amazing grades. I was super involved. I did all these things. And then like I graduated and like things didn't fall together into the right place that I thought they were. Like I always assumed what I was going to do with my life. Like everyone assumed what I was going to do. Everyone thought I was going to, you know, either be a, an officer in, in the Navy, which was my dream for a long time, but because of my anxiety, the Navy said, no, I cannot join. Or I was going to be like, you know, like a big boss, like a CEO, like people always imagined me like top of the food chain and like the corporate world, like running a big business or, you know, working for someone who runs a big business. And I guess I just kind of, I just thought it would come a little easier than it did or then it didn't. <laughs> so like when I graduated, it was like, I was applying for all these places. Everyone was like, no, sorry. Like this is an entry level job, but you don't have 10 years of experience. I'm just like, what the heck? I've been in school for the past, you know, 20 years of my life. Like, What do you want me to do? When am I supposed to get 10 years of experience? So I think at that point, I, ha- I really had to surrender over to God from what I thought my plan and my ego was telling me to do. And then what God has, you know, planted in store for me, because like I said, all these people had these, you know, ideas and assumptions of what I was going to do with my life. Like they, you know, I'm supposed to be the one making hundreds of thousands of dollars, like right out of college. Like if anyone could, people thought it was going to be me. So I guess it was just definitely an ego check to like, be like, okay, like this isn't about me though. Like it's not about me at all. Like it's about God and it's about helping others. And I know that the, the road to where God wants me to be is going to suck compared to what I wish it would be. But like the outcome is going to be so much greater than, you know, how I, how I would want it. And like, I'm not at that outcome yet. Like I'm still on the road right now. You know, I'm still, I'm still trusting God. Things have not fallen into place yet. I wish I could say they have. And I think it's so easy for people to like come on like shows and be like, yeah, like you just got to trust the process. Like it all happened and it all happened for me. And like, it hasn't happened for me yet. It hasn't, but you know, I'm really trusting the process and like, not even the process. I'm trusting God and his process that he has for me. And, you know, I'm being patient, um, surrendering. I've kind of like moved, I'm moving into like my season of surrender to like my season of obedience and just really like obeying to God. 
and, you know, following what, what he has to say, because I think we all get like so caught up in like our ego and what other people think of us that like, first of all, no one's really thinking of us. And like, second of all, like they're not, they don't see like the insides of things. So like, you know, let's say, you know, I, I post a podcast and like one person listens to it. No one knows that everyone's like, well, Miranda has a podcast. She must have like hundreds of listeners. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like no one knows. And not that it like matters anyways, but like, it just kind of, you know, gives me some, some relaxation and some ease knowing that like, first of all, no one's really looking at me, but you know, everything I'm doing is for the glory of God and, you know, not for man. So I don't need to please man in anything, in anything that I do. I mean, that's what I talked about, you know, a couple episodes ago on my podcast about, you know, is our relationship with our bodies, you know, is it for God or is it for man? And if we're so obsessed with, you know, losing weight or being on a diet or looking a certain way, like we're trying to please beauty standards set by, by humans, like not by God. So it's like all this time that we have in our lives that we're just devoting toward pleasing really irrelevant beings instead of pleasing God. And like, same with our careers too. And I feel like with me, a lot of the things that like I was doing was because I felt like it was something I was supposed to do and I had to do. And like, now I'm trying to do what God wants me to do. And, and the route might not be the most fun, but it's going to be the most rewarding. Or maybe what everyone else expects, because I deal with that a lot in my own life with people. I'm like, what are you doing now? Why are you doing that? This isn't making any sense. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it's not going to make sense to you, but I feel like you really get it. And the fact that our purpose is to know God and to make God known. And however that gets there, it's not going to be the way that the whole world is going to think it needs to be. And uh, I think just doing that reality check all the time, like, okay, why am I doing this? And you're absolutely right. The reward is going to be better because that is, I mean, that's our whole purpose for doing this. So absolutely. I love it. So how is God working in your life right now? What all are you up to? I know we talked about a little bit at the beginning already, but what, what path do you have now for moving into 2020, 2022, which I can't even believe. There's something God has really thrown a little plot twist in our lives. We're not really talking about it yet, but um, definitely going to be a really big pivot to what I thought I'd be doing right now in my life. But like, it's weird because I think if this would have happened to me years ago, it would have been like the most stressful thing. But like, I'm at such ease because like, I know everything has a purpose in God's plan. And I'm just, ex- I'm so excited for just for what God has in store for, you know, me and my family and my business and stuff. So, and I think this is definitely another, <laughs> another example of, you know, surrendering and obeying to God. As for, you know, my business, I'm you know, still really focusing on my podcast. I am doing, I am doing an e-course that will be launching in January that I'm really excited about. So, you know, just really, I'm really trying to like implement like our relationship with God into our relationship with food, because like, that's the only thing that like really saved me personally from my unhealthy relationship with food and my eating disorders is like literally relying on God and building that relationship with God. Because trust me, I've tried everything 
And it's like, once I handed it over to God and just had that better relationship with the Lord, like my relationship with food and my body and, you know, the standards of society have just completely changed, you know, so I want to be able to have that, that impact on, you know, other women and men as well. So, you know, I'm just like Stephanie Gass, I just put my head down and, you know, just pushing forward and, and working and yeah, just seeing where things go. Yeah, that's basically it. I love it. For women who are struggling right now with trying to find faith and how to move forward in this world with God, what would be your biggest suggestion for them with trying to find that surrender and moving forward with him? I think a lot of the time with our like relationship with like God, we think it's like if we find it once or if we do something right once, like then we'll be good. And it's like our spiritual hunger. This is something I heard the other day in church. It's like, like if you're hungry, you're going to eat. Right. And then like a couple hours later, you're going to be hungry again. So you got to eat again. Like (laughs) you can't just eat once and then be good forever. You know, the same thing goes with our, you know, our spiritual hunger. We have to, we have to feed it constantly. And so I think if for people who are, you know, struggling with their faith and their relationship with God, they have to remember, like, stop looking for like one big, like aha moment and like really get those, like try to feed yourself spiritually often and daily. And those little things that you, you know, keep doing is really, is really going to make a big difference. Like, you know, think of like, if having a relationship with God is like working out, like you got to work out a little bit every day. And then and then you can work out a little bit more every day and then your relationship get more intense and then longer. And, you know, so if you're, if your day one is like literally reading the Bible for one minute a day, like that might not sound like much, but you know, it's going to push you in the right direction. I think that's something we need to focus on. Like what's going to get you one step closer and what's going to push you in the right direction. And like, same thing with fitness, you might take one step forward and then two steps back and then like five steps forward and one step back, like your progress with anything in your life. And even your relationship with God is not always going to be completely linear. And it's because we're human and, and, you know, we make mistakes, just not be just to not be discouraged by, you know, just harder times in your life. And just remember, you know, your relationship with God is a journey. It's not a destination. So yeah, that's what I'd say. I think that's great. It's so good. So how can people find you if they're looking for you, if they want to do this e-course in January, where do they go? <laughs> yes. So they can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is at this is Miranda Lee. All my stuff is this is Miranda Lee. Um, Cause I'm not the only Miranda Lee in the world, unfortunately. So if you go, you can go to my website, this is Miranda Lee.com. You can email me. This is Miranda Lee at gmail.com. Yeah. I talk about, you know, all all stuff about my what's coming up in my e-course in January, you know, in my podcast, the Empowered Podcast, so M-Powered Podcast, and also in my free Facebook empowerment community. So, you know, you can go to that. It's bit.ly slash Miranda Lee FB as in Facebook. So you can definitely join that. But yeah, I think, you know, Instagram and my podcast will be able to hear everything and, you know, my 
my six week e-course is launching January 3rd, you know, and it's called Diet Ditchers Academy. So we can all, you know, ditch diets forever, find that food freedom. And it is a faith-based course as well. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on today. I've really enjoyed getting to hear your story and everybody's stories are unique. And so everyone, you know, brings a little bit to the table when we're listening to them and we never know what will make that difference for somebody else. So I really feel like this is going to make, make the difference for somebody listening out there. So thank you so much, Miranda. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been a blast. I am so honored that you showed up today to listen to this little podcast talking about big things. If you want to comment, share, laugh, or cry about what we talked about today, then you need to head on over to join our Facebook group. The link will be in the show notes. It's a safe space where you can share because we kind of need people in this big old world that understand us, right? And if you are like, heck yeah, that was awesome. Where can I get some more? First, hit the subscribe so you don't miss another episode. And then hurry on over to findingfaithabove.com where you will find so much goodness created just for you because I really do love you guys. And I have been where you are and I want to share all the goodness. So there's resources, more coming in 2022, findingfaithabove.com. I'll see you guys next time.